Hey, peeps, please help us grow the family. Give us a comment and review on the Apple or Google Play Store. It's super quick and easy. Just scroll down, click the little stars, comment, and just help us grow the family. All right, so now that that's out of the way, let's get into this. What is going on, friends and fam? So today we have the one and only Dr. Shiva Ayadurian. So he is the uh, inventor of email. He's the inventor of Cytosolve. He basically created, I think, the Rosetta Stone of Eastern medicine to Western medicine, also exposed the massive election issues with the voting machines. He ran for Senate, I believe, two times, and we argue that he probably won uh, both times. He has three successful lawsuits on election integrity, as well as other issues. The only person, uh, to my knowledge, that's been successful, as a matter of fact, pretty sure, yeah, to my knowledge, matter of fact, and uh, we're just going to have to see how that all works out, you know. In this, uh, in this chat here, we discuss, um, well, <laughs> mostly I let him talk is, you know, this guy is brilliant and I, and I try to keep an open mind and learn his perspective on many different topics, including his very controversial take on uh, President Trump. As you know, I'm one of Trump's, you know, biggest supporters, but he does bring up a lot of inconvenient facts that are simply hard to dismiss. Uh, it's emotional uh, for us, for sure. Uh, he's also... Um, has created a, a ground-up movement to educate people on how to peacefully take back our country. It's at uh, vashiva.com forward slash warrior. Uh, much of it is free, but he also has courses there as well. If uh, you want a scholarship on his systems approach to basically everything, enter uh, Beatles, B-E-A-D-L-E-S in the promo code for your scholarship price break, all right? Uh, I think it's like $100 for his most expensive course. So you get 10 bucks off and know that I get nothing from this. It's always for information. I'm not getting a cut of any of that money. The code is there simply if you want it. Again, it's at uh, vashiva.com forward slash warrior. Promo code is Beatles, all right? So enough rambling. Let's go hear from the very brilliant inventor of so many incredible things as well as get his very unpopular take on Trump with us Trumpers, all right? I'll let him speak and uh, give us basically his thoughts and make sure, and, uh, you know, I guess make sure and let me know your thoughts. I would love to get uh, your thoughts on this entire chat. Uh, just hit me up over on, on Gab, all right? So I've got a, a Gab account over there. It's just Robert Beatles. Let me know if you like it, you love it, you learned something, you didn't. But uh, anyways, yeah, yeah, so enough, enough rambling. Let's go over and check out the chat. What is going on, friends and family? Today we have the one and only, the brilliant and patriotic Dr. Shiva Ayadurian. So I really appreciate you coming on, making time for the family. I know they're going to get a ton of value out of your wealth of knowledge. You've uh, had an incredible, you know, just uh, you know, journey in life and all the the value you've brought to the world. And you know, as as a fan, I you know thank you for all that you've done for the world and uh, what you're trying to do for it. So, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Robert. How are you? You know, it's just one of those days, just, you know, chasing my tail, getting dizzy, but uh, staying busy, staying busy. You know, if you could, you know, kind of just tell us some of, I guess, some of your uh, your past experiences and some of your, your huge successes that uh, that you've brought to the world for some of the fam that may not know who you are yet. Well, uh, I think, Robert, you know, my, I guess, a singular thing that's been sort of consistent th throughout my whole life has been something called understanding systems, you know, S-Y-S-T-E-M-S, -S systems. And um, and that's been the consistent thread from probably beginning to where I'm today. So if you look at uh, my background, you know, I grew up originally in India as a, and I came to the United States when I was seven years old. 
And in India, I, I had to experience different kinds of systems. You know, India has what's called a caste system, which is where your advancement as life is based on hitting the birth lottery, right? If you're born into a particular uh, family in, in India, this caste system designates the, the family you're born into to determine your fate, sort of probably with the way the United States is moving today. Um, but in India, it's much more structured, meaning that uh, you had people who were supposed to, let's say, be business people. Other people are supposed to be the priesthood, right? It's a very structured system. And my family is supposed to essentially do a particular job. Now, my, ma my mother, my father are quite extraordinary people. They broke from that. Um, and they were, uh, through their own will, be able to get to the United States. That was in 1970. So I was very curious why this caste system existed. But I also was exposed to another system called the traditional systems of Indian medicine. These go back nearly 30, 40,000 years. Um, and in, in, in uh, South India, it's called Siddha, S-I-D-D-H-A. And it's a system of medicine that's based on the right medicine for the right person at the right time. And the diagnosis method is typically done by a practitioner who can look at your face, they can look at your eyes, and they determine your particular system. What kind of system you are? Are you a Ferrari? Are you a SUV? Are you a F-15 fighter? Are you a cargo plane? I'm giving you this examples because, um, and, they, and they use a methodology to do that. So my grandmother was a village healer in that small village. She worked uh, 16 hours a day in the fields um, as, a, as a, you know, small farmer, but she never got paid for doing the work as a healer, but she was the de facto healer. And I saw her as a child helping many, many people um, by this observational process. And then she would recommend to people a very specific mixture of herbs or a uh, very specific yoga or massage. So it wasn't one size fits all medicine. So when I, when my family moved to the United States, I was very motivated by two things, politics, why this caste system existed and medicine. And uh, so I grew up in the working class towns in New Jersey. By the time I was 14, because of my ambition, I had uh, gone to uh, New York University at the age of 13, 14 to study computer science while in high school. And when I finished that, I got a full-time job as a research fellow at what is now known as Rutgers Medical School in Newark, New Jersey. And I was doing research on why babies were dying in their sleep, you know, understanding sleep systems. And... Um, with SIDS? SIDS, what's called sudden infant death syndrome. And while I was working there, I was exposed or given the opportunity to create another system. Uh, many people over the age of 40 will remember in those days the way communication systems in the office worked were through the inner office mail system. In the inner office mail system was a paper-based system where secretary was in every office and she'd write a thing called a memo with a very particular structure to, from, subject, uh, CC for carbon copy, blind carbon copy. And they would literally write these memos. So if I was going to hire you, I would, sec if I were the boss to a secretary, she'd take a memo. She'd write to my boss saying to blah, blah, blah from, you know, Dr. Shiva, you know, subject hiring Robert. And maybe I would carbon copy HR and she'd have to type up another uh, carbon paper. And anyway, this was the way that people collaborated. It was the inner office mail system. And, and the secretary, she had an inbox, the outbox, the folders, a paper clip on her desktop, and she would write this thing called a memo. She'd paper clip your resume and circulate it around using uh, these pneumatic tubes and uh, using you know these big envelopes. And it was the inner office mail system. I was asked to convert that entire system in 1978 
which the people in the military had written off as impossible to do. They were doing, at best, simple text messaging. And they didn't even create that. It goes back to you know, Samuel Morse. So I was asked to convert that entire system to the electronic version, wrote 50,000 lines of code. This is before I came to MIT, small medical college, named it email, a name that I was the first to coin, and then ended up getting the first US copyright for it at a time when the patent systems didn't recognize software. Copyright did. And so, so I wrote all the code to capture all the features that inner office mail system, named it email, I got the first US copyright long before I came to MIT. And when I came to MIT, you know, it was on the front page of MIT. I didn't think much about it. Um, and then went off to do, you know, three or uh, four, uh, sorry, four degrees out of MIT in and out in all different fields of engineering, electrical engineering, mechanical engineering, design, and my PhDs in biological engineering. But throughout that was this long quest to understand systems and treat the body as a system. Unfortunately, Western medicine treats the body as parts. It's, that's very good if you have a crisis situation, right? Soldier gets killed on the battlefield, you need to stitch up his lungs or his, his legs or whatever, right? It's very good for that kind of medicine. It's great for it, um, but it didn't approach the body as a system. So in 2003, um, after starting seven companies, um, going through all these degrees, is when I came back to MIT, my advisor said, Shiva, you should come back. You know, here you created email, you understand large scale systems. There's a new revolution taking place in biology and that revolution was that we recognized that in 2003, we have the same number of genes as a worm. We only have 20,000 genes. We don't have a million genes. Biologists had taken a non-systems approach. They, they thought just because you had, um, just because human beings were more complex than a worm, we must have more genes. That complexity is a function of the number of parts. Well, it turns out it's completely wrong. We have the same number of genes, which means complexity is not from the genes, it's all the chemical reactions that take place. So in 2003, the National Science Foundation put forward a challenge, a grand challenge, you know, like landing on the moon was one of their grand challenges was, could you create a technology which could mathematically model the whole human cell? And that's the challenge I took on. And that was the base of my PhD, which I ended up successfully creating. That was called Cytosolve, cyto meaning cell, solving the cell. And so in 2007, I created this very powerful technology which could mathematically model diseases on the computer, eliminating the need for animal testing. Obviously, this was such a big innovation that you had to validate it, right? Because people say, well, I can really do what Shiva says. So the next five years, we had to write a lot of papers in the leading journals in the world to validate it. And then by 2013, we started commercializing this technology and we started helping uh, we thought pharma guys would want to use this, right? Because they create a lot of stuff that kills people. We thought, hey, you know, we can tell you long before you waste your money if it's going to kill people. And we, yes, and you know, we we basically yeah, we basically create the models, mathematical models. A couple of them used it, which was good because it validated the technology. But they move very very slow. But the interest that I always had was nutraceutical companies, you know, um, and we help a lot of those companies distinguish stink oil from what works. But Cytosolve again is a systems approach. And in 2007, when I'd finished that research, I also took a break around two years, went to India, and I discovered the, the relationship between Eastern systems of medicine and Western engineering systems theory, discovering that the way that the ancients looked at the body was not as a medicinal system, but actually as an engineering system. And that resulted in me creating a whole um, university course and a whole institute called Systems Health, which I used to teach at MIT. But it was fundamentally a way that I could teach anyone within a couple of hours 
how the body is a system. In fact, teach them two years of MIT in, a, in an hour in a systems approach. So, so that was what I was doing, you know, running Cytosolve and Systems Health. And then in 2018, I decided to run for U.S. Senate, uh, initially against Elizabeth Warren in 2020 against a guy called Ed Markey here. And that's when I discovered the fact that we do not have one person, one vote in the United States, that the electronic voting machines have the ability to multiply votes by a fraction. And uh, th this I uh, exposed in my lawsuit in Massachusetts. And then we further exposed it um, in two lawsuits, both of which we've had victories long before Trump came along talking about election fraud. We were actually winning those lawsuits here in Massachusetts by me representing myself. None of the lawyers wanted to take this on. It was too volatile. So when the Trump events took place, I was the first one to expose Michigan, then Arizona. And it took me a while to realize that the Democrats for 20 years were talking about um, election integrity issues around voter suppression. And Trump guys were talking about mail-in ballots, but none of them really wanted to take on the big issue, which is the fact that our the electronic machines allow, which are, it has nothing to do with China. By the way, this has to do with our own people here, state election directors, certifying voting machines, which have the ability to uh, enable computer algorithms, which can multiply your votes by, let's say, two, and my votes by a half. So this, these are the two lawsuits we have going on. But fundamentally, that is a system. So what I've come to realize is that, you know, when I ran our campaign, it was based on truth, freedom, and health. It's a systems approach, saying that, you know, for years, you've had the 1A, 2A guys, which some people call rednecks, they're the ones in, in, interested, right, in guns and free speech. That's on one hand, fighting for the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. On the other hand, you have the yoga people, typically the earthy, crunchy granola types talking about health, and they typically are liberals, right, Democrats. And then you have the nerds fighting for innovation and truth, science. And all these movements have been separated in a very powerful way by the establishment. So what I've realized is that if you look at truth, freedom, and health, it is definitely the same fundamental approach that you use to understanding the body as a system or a computer as a system. Truth, freedom, and health is a systems approach, so, uh, which is related to general systems theory. So our campaign and the movement we've created now, so if email was a system, Cytosol is a system, right? Your body is a system. Well, truth, freedom, and health, the movement provides th that we've created now um, is a systems approach to understanding political movements. And without this systems knowledge, people are always going to be flailing. They'll follow Bernie one day, thinking he's anti-establishment. They'll follow Trump one day, thinking he's anti-establishment, without understanding that these three, that the foundations of systems, which is a scientific approach, which I teach every Monday nights as part of our platform of education, activation, and community building, it's the only platform that can get us the liberation we need. But the systems approach begins with a almost a nuclear physics of understanding systems. And then we teach three principles. Number one, the intersection of truth, freedom, and health. Number two, why we need to build a bottoms-up movement. And the third is the controlled opposition that the not-so-obvious establishment is always the disturbance that the establishment creates so people get distracted, manipulated, one day supporting Trump, another day supporting Bernie. You know, I supported Trump. I never voted in my life, but he was very clever. He was Trump was a clever monkey, you know, meaning he portrayed himself as fighting the establishment because in America, the working people in this country have been screwed for nearly a hundred years. And the working class is desperately looking for leadership. And it's easy to be misled 
because of that desperation. And that's what's been going on. You know, Bernie did it, Obama did it, and then people thought Trump was their savior. But when you look at the arc of the last four years, we have to come to the conclusion that uh, Trump is essentially the Bernie of the right. And the only way forward is to build a bottoms up movement independent of any of these political parties. Uh, billionaires are not gonna do it, it's gonna come bottoms up from people. And in order to do that, you need a nuclear physics of understanding systems. Without that, people always be misled. Yeah, there's a, a ton to un unpack there. I mean, you've done some incredible things that you just it just rolls off your tongue like no big deal. I created the internet, I you know figured out email, email, create the internet. Sorry, yeah. yeah, created email. You know, figured out how the cell works. You know, basically figured you know Eastern and Western medicine and how they're correlated. They're just using different names. Um, all this stuff that uh, is very very impressive. Uh, when it comes to cytosol, right? So what's, what's some of your big takeaways that you saw there when you start actually breaking down these compounds and seeing how they interact together? What's like one of those aha moments you had that, that just kind of like shocked you? It's like, wow, I had no idea that these two herbs working together does X, Y, and Z. Well, one of the things that comes up from general systems theory and it shows up in cytosol is uh, the notion of what, what, what's called synergy or the ensemble effect, which means not any one thing ever does the job. Right. It's a so when I talk about truth, freedom and health, it's not just the earthy, crunchy granola people fighting for something. It's going to do it. It's not just a one A or two A people. It's not just a, the nerds fighting for innovation. It's got to be all three. Because without freedom, you can't get the truth. Without truth, you can't get to health. Without health, you don't have the strength to fight for freedom. So similarly, those things show up again, <laughs> you know, inside of solve. It's not any one ingredient is ever going to have the oomph. So for example, if you take something like inflammation, yeah, you can take some turmeric, that'll do some effect. You can take you know, some resveratrol, that'll have effect. You can take some cumin, but it is a synergistic combination of them that has a nonlinear, what's called a multiplicative effect. This is why food is ultimately medicine. And you don't need to take a lot of food, uh, you need to take a finite set of it, right? Small dosages. So in, in medicine and medicine be thy food. Right. But it's it's a notion of combination. So what we're discovering now with Cytosol is we're literally we have modeled around 40 major diseases, you know, thousands of different biomolecular functions. And we're literally running through ingredients and we can see through trillions or billions of computations, which are the ones that actually work right now. If you go to Whole Foods, you buy these vitamins. There's a lot of, you know, bullshitting, frankly. Right. Sure. People say, throw this, throw this. Well, how did you come to that? Well, I read this one paper. And so they're doing the same cherry picking that big pharma does. Right. So the only way through this is you have to take a systems approach where you have to look at all of the papers written in a field, which Cytosol does, curate them, extract out the molecular pathways, mathematically model them, validate that model. And now you have an infrastructure which can explore how things work. And by the way, science is constantly changing. Sure. So as the science changes, you know, so will the... Um, so will, so, so will, as the science changes, so will the formulations. So for example, we've been helping companies for 16 years. Recently, we uh, modeled some very powerful pathways of pain and inflammation, went through billions of molecular interactions, and we've discovered two you know, very interesting uh, phenomena. One is a, a, a blend of particular bioflavonoids, which has an incredible effect on uh, pain and inflammation levels of discomfort. And this is the first time that we're going end to end. We've helped a lot of the other guys, 
but this product is out there called MV25, which means momentum to move. So that's an example, right? But the bottom line is things come from synergy, not any one thing. That's why all these movements, the, the goal of the establishment is always to divide people up. And that's why they have the left and the right, the Bernie and the Trump, the McConnells and the Bidens, right? Uh, and the goal is for us to participate in a WWF wrestling match. Pro-vax, anti-vax, right? Pro-GMO, anti-GMO, pro, -GMO, anti -GMO, pro uh, the fake election fraud, eccentric. You see what I'm saying? So nothing, a systems approach is the only savior of humanity because it helps us get out of that dialectic. And as long as people give their money to these guys, they're never, if they want entertainment, you know, if you want entertainment, watch Tucker Carlson, but he's not a savior. He's a grifter. He's a master grifter. And he knows exactly what he's doing. Fox does it. CNN does it. They create the dialectic because they know the American working class who's been screwed since 1971 when the American pie split into two, where 5%, um, you know, 95% of the people's wages now incomes have gone down by nearly 50%. If you're making $50,000 as an American worker, you should be making 120. And over the last four years during Trump's reign, 600 billionaires doubled their wealth. And the same thing's gonna happen during Biden's reign. Um, none of it changes because both serve the same master. Yeah, I mean, again, lots to unpack there. Um, so one of the things that you know people have seen obviously is that our, our vote simply doesn't count anymore and that they're feeling helpless because they know their vote doesn't count. They saw it taken from them in broad daylight and they saw both sides of the establishment, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, unite together under you know, the guise of what happened on January 6th. Trump didn't get you know, to present the evidence. Um, we didn't get uh, the person that we picked. Um, people see this. So how specifically would you know, this systems approach work with voting and getting that cleared up? Because it doesn't matter who we listen to anymore. It doesn't matter what their policies are, what, what crap they're saying. Um, we're not going to have a real vote anyways, because we've seen that they're just going to put in whoever they want because it's outside of our control. How do we fix that? How do we use this approach to, you know, fix our vote or maybe even take it back? You know, imagine if we could go back just to your race alone. You won. It's obvious. But you were, you were, you're robbed of it. How would this fix that? And obviously fix it going forward, but I think it's more important to fix it going backwards. Is there, is there an avenue for that? Well, look, first of all, you know, what a systems approach teaches you, Robert, system science teaches you to look at a system, mm -hmm. understand the interconnections in a very methodical way, which is what, you know, mm -hmm. I figured out how to teach. You know, I used to teach this class at MIT was the most systems visualization was the most highly attended elective. And we can take, and you can even teach kids um, in, in using even crayons. That's how uh, simple the educational process I've made. But when you apply that systems approach to understand interconnections, you will come to the heart of what the real problem is and what the real solution is. So when you look at electronic vote, when you look at the voting process, what you find is that since 2002, the, you know, the electronic voting machines have a feature in there, which was, by the way, certified these voting by both Republican and Democrat lawmakers called uh, computer algorithms where you can weight a race. If you got a thousand votes, I got a thousand votes. Your, your votes can be multiplied by 2.2, mine's by 0.5. So you get 2,200 votes. I get, you know, a 500 votes. This is a feature. 
And the fact is Democrats and Republicans authorize these voting machines. So forget China, this is all a distraction. So the real issue is our own people, quote unquote, not our own people, uh, the establishment authorize these features. So that's the yeah. first problem we need to understand. We can't put, we can't point elsewhere, you know, aliens or, you know, Chinese or blah, you know, it is Americans who did this to other Americans. It's Americans who did it to working people. Now, so that's the first thing you have to understand that you go to the Diebold voting manual of page 2-126, it's right there. It's called the weighted race feature, black and white. And Trump never brought this up. Bernie never brought it up when his election was taken from him because what we have in the United States and both parties know it is we have selections. We do not have elections. I would even argue that 2016 was a selection to put Trump in place. And we can talk about why. And 20, the reason that 2020 was so obvious was because of what occurred in Massachusetts, because we were the first ones to bring it out. And, you know, Trump was essentially going to run, uh, go look at it in, I think, September, they'd already registered Stop the Steal, okay? And the Democrats, you have to understand, for 20 years, we're talking about election fraud, where they use voter suppression. So this is a racket. By the way, the dialectic is always to take a real problem and to, and to never address the real problem. To, because they know working people know something's wrong. Look at cancer. There is a there is something called cancer. However, the establishment never wants to address the real issue, so they create bogus nonprofits like the Breast Cancer Foundation. They create beautiful little pink ribbons, do their walkathons, never address the fundamental issue. So they make a sh ton of money doing this, you know. And so if you look at any issue like election integrity. There have been for 20 years, Democrats involved in election integrity. When I started exposing in Massachusetts in our race, it is the electronic voting machines. They didn't like that because I was taking it out of the voter suppression issue. You know, they were always talking about black people being screwed up. Well, I'm a black skinned Indian guy, okay, who ran as a Republican. They didn't want to touch that because they don't want, that's only for one party. And then when Trump started talking about, he didn't go after the real heart of the issue, the real crime scene. He made 200, $300 million in eight weeks up until I, you know, during September to October, we had won, you know, gotten victories in our lawsuits, which were going after the real crime scene in federal court here. You would think they would come to us. None of those lawyers came to us to understand. I'm representing myself. If you read their lawsuits, very, very poorly written, horribly written, in fact. And you have to wonder why. I mean, massive spelling mistakes. You know, Giuliani is getting paid $100,000 a week. Now, when November occurred and we were already agitating on it, we, I think we put out 1.5 million cards in Massachusetts saying stop election fraud. If you go look at what the D RNC was calling it, voter fraud. It's not voter fraud. And then when I did the Michigan analysis and really pointed at the issue, that's when Mark Meadows called me. That's when the RNC called me because they were running a wag the dog. <laughs> They were going to do a fake election fraud just to rape, you know, oh, yeah, we got screwed, da, 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 da. Meanwhile, go look at Trump had already endorsed Rona McDaniel. OK, the RNC head. So they ran the quote unquote election fraud to make money. 
But when I was doing the real stuff, they said, oh, my God, this guy, Dr. Shiva's over there. We got to bring him over to our side. So then they gave me attention. Trump never retweeted us, Robert, until that point. You know, none of them helped us when we were fighting the mass GOP here, Massachusetts. But when I was going on my own, expect, exposing the real issue that we don't have one person, one vote, they contacted me, Eric Trump, you know, the Rona McDaniel's office, Mark Meadows, but they never gave us any data, which we could have exploded the whole thing. So the bottom line is a real problem is the fact that Republicans and Democrats have both been screwing over the American people, both of them. And Trump did not go after the real issue. He did not let Assange out. He did not let Snowden out. He did let, you know, Jared Kushner's father out. Okay. He was a complete scumbag. He had hired a prostitute against his own brother-in-law. So you have to really start looking at action. And, and you're talking to someone I gave money to Trump, supported him, but you know, lock her up was a slogan of the Trump campaign. Was it not? Not one indictment, nothing. The day he got in, I think Ivanka and Chelsea had a little meeting and nothing ever happened. So the both parties know how to sloganeer because they do not want the American working class building their own bottoms up movement. Because the last time it happened in the late 1800s and 1900s is when the American pie grew because we scared the shit out of the establishment. Working people on the ground in the 1900s were what put a, essentially a quote unquote gun to Franklin Delano Roosevelt's head. And that's when we got the eight hour workday. That's when the American people got nutrition and vitamin A and all those gains. It didn't come from the Republican or Democrat party. And since that day, the right wing tells the working people, oh, if you want to build a bottoms up working mo movement, you must be communist. You must be Marxist. You're socialist. That gives an opening for the left to say, oh, come join our unions, right? Top down. So both parties want to make sure we support Tweedledee and Tweedledum, Trump or Bernie, Biden or McConnell, and we never build a bottoms up movement. And the only way that we're, if we're serious, there are people who want to make money like Charlie Kirk, you know, running his little conservative ink, right? Or Black Lives Matter. Both of them feed people right back into the establishment. The only way forward is a bottoms up movement, independent of both of these parties or any political party. Bottoms up, which means people have to A, begin with the scientific understanding of how change takes place. And that's the course that, you know, 50 years of my life has brought together. That's the science. Now, it's, you know, we're not here to push it on anyone, but my view is you have 50,000 people becoming nuclear physicists of revolutionary change. That's how change is gonna occur. We don't need everyone to get it. We need essentially a finite set of very attuned people who understand that all change always comes from below. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I believe that um, the only, I guess, force strong enough to stop this corruption is God and us. I believe that it has to come from us. We can't put our faith into one person. Uh, even when you look at God, you can't just simply put your faith into God. You have to act. And if it's up to him, his will, his will will be done. But we uh, we obviously have to take action ourselves peacefully. And, and I think that your approach is, is very smart and systematic, especially training people to see what's really going on behind the curtain. Because it's so important because, like you said, people just keep putting their faith in one person and nothing changes. And we know, we've seen that, you know, I, I, I suggest it's about 90% of our officials you know, are selected probably. I don't think we even voted for them. I mean, look, look at these 
these cities, these counties, these states that were red, that went blue, but the citizens didn't change. You know what I mean? I think that 80% of the country is conservative of sorts. Well, well, you also have to look at, it's not even, if you look at all the towns that so-called there was fraud in, sure. all of them were Republican legislatures. Sure. Yeah, so this I is what happens, like the Treaty of Versailles. They take a state and they say, okay, Republicans say, okay, we'll take the legislatures this year. We'll give you the federal elections. They right. divvy it up. It is selections. It is a racket. And, and the only way out of it is people need to recognize on any one of these issues, you have to take a sign. You have to, first of all, you have to understand the systems approach. Second is you have to, once you get that knowledge, you're going to feel alone. So you need to build community in a, in an environment where you feel safe, independent of big tech. That's what we've done with the platform. First education, then that community building. And the third is you have to get activated where people need to get off their butts and go do stuff locally. It's not voting for Trump or Bernie or any of these guys anymore. They are there to raise freaking money for themselves and their family, period. They're running a shit show WWE wrestling match. And they will say whatever they need to do to bring you into their wings. Okay. It's like I did a, uh, you can see it on my uh, channel. You know, here you have the eagle, the head of it, which is the establishment, the shoulders are both wings of the not so obvious establishment. Let's say the McConnell's and the Romney on the left. And then you have the, you know, the Biden's and the Obama's and the Clinton's on the left, right? Right and left. But the wings are the most dangerous pieces, right? When those wings, you know, on the left, you have Bernie, you know, saying crap about the DNC, yelling at them, right? Acting those he's against them. That keeps, oh, working people. Oh yeah, Bernie's one of our fighters. But at the end of the day, he bows down to Hillary. Tulsi Gabbard, same thing. She's not a fighter. She gave all of her votes to Biden. She didn't build an independent bottoms up movement. On the right, that's what we see happening right now. Trump is saying stuff against the RNC. It's, it's, it's a drama. He'll raise his money. He'll try to use his leverage, but they're using the rhetoric to try to rile up the working class. They do not want working people to build a bottoms up movement. It's always about bringing those feathers in on the right and the left. And ultimately they bring them back into the establishment shoulders and right up to the establishment's head. So this is a recurrent politics in American and, 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 and look, I never voted in my life. Trump spoke a lot, a lot of anti-establishment stuff on the right, just like uh, Jesse Jackson did in 1984 on the left. But I saw Jesse sell out. Trump was essentially, as I keep saying, a, a little bit of a clever monkey because he's been doing this for a long time. You know, he knows uh, that the American working people are desperate. So he said all the right things to take advantage of their anger. But the biggest litmus test is lock her up was a slogan. And the day he got into office, if you remember what he said, he said, oh, she's been through enough. Right. And that's the day that all of us should have left the cult. All of us. But we didn't. And that's how the elites work. They look, I used to be out in Hollywood, you know, um, I can tell you this, that those in power have a great disdain for working people. They actually think that working people are stupid and they should be taken advantage of. Now, this may seem very unnatural to us, right? But this is part of their psyche and their ego. It is to take advantage of people that I'm just smarter, you know? Psychopaths. That's what psychopaths Yeah, are. I, mean, I mean, look, when Trump did that thing with the, remember the P-U-S-S-Y thing, right? Remember that whole thing that took place? Yeah. Okay. The left used that 
on him to try to knock him out. But there is something telling there. There is something telling, which means I can do whatever I want. I'm a star, right? I'm an elite. And that should not be forgotten because that is how the elites think, left or right. That one rule for them and another rule for us. And this is why people should not give any more money to any of these people. They should recognize that what occurred over the last four years, it was not a path forward. It was actually backward. We can try to sugarcoat and say, well, Trump did this, Trump did that. And I'm again, you're talking to someone who gave money to the guy. When you actually look at what happened in the last four years, is that this is why I believe it was a selection. Meaning in 2016, the elites knew they had to do a great reset for the economy. It was already decided since 20, 2008, eight years ago. Why? Because when Obama saved all the big banks, the interest rates in this country right now should be around 6 to 8%, somewhere in that range. They purposely saved the elites and they've been artificially keeping interest rates low so people like Jared Kushner could get low interest loans for his slums that he builds in New York, right? That's what it's about. It's about keeping interest rates low. Meanwhile, the 25 million small businesses in the United States have actually been building real businesses and, and the interest rate should be higher. So in order to keep the demand for money low, they had, they had to prepare for a great reset. And the only force in the universe that would have fought back against that would not have been the Indian working class, not the American working, I'm not the Chinese working class, not the Australians. The weapons were taken away from them. The only working class would have been the American working class, which has always been the force, the tip of the spear. It has always been. The, so they had to keep them at bay. So think about this. Go back to 26. Imagine Hillary Clinton won. And imagine if they wanted to pull off the Great Reset with Hillary Clinton, shut down a guy's local gym, a guy's local restaurant. Most of those are conservatives who believe in the Second Amendment. I don't think they would have taken it. But with Trump in office, he could keep talking about stuff. The Q stuff. It's going to happen. Keep the soap opera going for four years. So the white working class in this country was placated or they were held in abeyance. Oh, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. And then the Q nonsense was another layering of psychological operations. Trust the plan. Trump is a ninth dimensional chess player. You know, that's what got done. So when you look at the end history, we're on the verge of forced vaccinations. We basically have fascism in this country. Censorship is at the highest levels. That wasn't like so in 2016. So we have total censorship. We have the scientific community is basically all pay to play now. And you have complete attack on health. Whether we like it or not, Robert, both of us supported Trump. That occurred during Trump. The National Guard was not called out to stop the shutdowns in local towns, right? He did not fire Fauci. He did not get on the bully pulpit and say, hey, maybe we need to boost immunity. I have a, a documents here from Dr. Shiva Idri, one of the world's renowned immune system guys, right? We gave him everything. He had Jared Kushner running the entire White House. And the White House was run like a shit show. All the people that came in here were opportunists. And I know these guys who came in there, even out of here. And now even the super PAC that he's running is run by opportunists. It's it's a, and then and we're supposed to believe Donald Trump Jr. cares about the working class? I don't think so. He's a little rich boy. I'm sorry, he doesn't understand the working class. Yeah, he can say I was on construction with my father. Bullshit. You didn't build a bottoms up movement. You didn't Trump talk Trump, but Trump was not Trump. 
So, I mean, you bring up a, a lot of disturbing, um, you know, I guess, you know, facts, things that uh, did happen that most of us that supported Trump, especially to the extent that, that I do, um, you know, it makes you question things for sure. I mean, one of the things that I always go back to as well, if, if that's the case, then why did he do so much to wake people up and tell people exactly what the problem was and exactly how to fix the problem? Why do that? Why not just let it continue to circle the drain? And then a step further, it's like, do you think that maybe he had the best intentions for all of us, but he got, you know, basically, you know, screwed by everybody around him. And so he was just one person amidst the military industrial complex, amidst the shadow government that's controlling things, amidst, you know, all these rhinos and, you know, this not so obvious establishment types. You think maybe he got screwed and he just ended up getting handcuffed and keeping, you know, he wasn't able to do what he wanted to do. I mean, if you look at the EOs and you look at the things that he created, it, it appeared that he was setting himself up to be able to right these wrongs. And he told us 20 something different times that they were going to use these mail-in ballots to cheat. And it would be years, if, if ever, before we know who actually won. And so he was kind of, you know, laying out all the evidence for us ahead of time. Um, but then when it came time for him to actually do something like with Directive 51 or the Insurrection Act or Martial Law or EO 13848 or 13818, nothing happened. Um, it just was allowed to continue. Do you think that's all just theater or do you think that it's possible he just got screwed over like like we did? Well, let's let's take by analogy, Bernie Sanders. Is he a nice guy? I would say no. You know, he's done a lot of great things. I mean, the Bernie's actions, it's usually the opposite of what he says. I was just like those actions. Right, right. So let's look at the actions. OK, what was the Trump campaign's action? Let's just look at it. Let's just look at it very objectively in a very scientific way. What was the slogan of the Trump campaign? Well, in the beginning, it was lock her up. That was one of them for sure. Yep. And it was, great and was, I think, the overreaching one, the overarching one, I think, was Make America Great. And I would argue that you did over the past four years better than, right. than I've ever seen. Right. So let's talk about that. OK, so lock her up. OK, that energized the base, I would say. Make America Great was important, but lock her up was the the twin side that went with that. Right. Because Make America Great meant you're going to go out and then drain the swamp. Remember these? Sure. Now, one of the things, Robert, that we need to understand is what assets does Trump own? It's the asset of his brand. Sure. Okay. And what he has done, whether he started multi-level marketing companies, which he put his name on, whether he supported, um, you know, a hotel, which he didn't even run, put his name on. The first thing people need to understand is that one of the things we teach in our course is there are three principles when you understand systems theory. So if you take anything in nature um, where you have an intelligent system, it has a goal. So think about yourself, you have a goal. Now, in order to achieve that goal, you have to understand where you are right now, okay? That's called the output of the system. Where are you today? And so you look at that goal and look where you are and you say, okay, you know, my goal is to be 160 pounds, but I'm 300 pounds. Okay. So the difference, so you have to know where you're at. You have to look at it, things as they actually are, not like how you want them to be. Okay. So you say, I got to lose 120 pounds. So you're 
You actually look at where you are and then you make decisions. And those decisions are inputs back into the system. Okay, I'm gonna run, I'm gonna, I don't know, eat certain fatty acids, right? I'm gonna eat certain foods. And you put that into the system. And that affects certain forces of nature within your body and you get a different output. Okay, you went down to 200 pounds. And you go, oh, I'm headed in the right direction. And you keep doing that and you get closer and closer to go. Now in the midst of that iterative process, there is something called a disturbance. And by the way, I'm teaching you two years of MIT control system in like two seconds here, okay? A disturbance is something that gets in your way. So MIT is not going to make you happy. You know, MIT is not going to be happy. You're giving away degrees in 30 minutes. And they're losing a lot of money. Pharmaceutical companies aren't going to be happy. Right. All that. <laughs> so, but let's say you're going from Boston to San Diego, right? And you, and that's, so you have to get from there. The airplane is constantly making adjustments because it's constantly looking at different disturbances, turbulence, right? Wind shear. So this is a process of an intelligent system. So you're constantly looking at where you want to go and you're constantly looking and you're and and you have to understand these disturbances so if, if the goal of humanity is truth freedom and health which means we want truth we want freedom and and those three things by the way what people will learn is not a slogan it is what nature wants it's a universal law truth freedom and health is related to general systems theory i'm not going to get into that but there is a place that nature wants us to be infinite amounts of freedom infinite amounts of truth and infinite amounts of health okay now to get there, in harmony. <laughs> exactly. Now to get there, there's going to be a disturbance if you apply it to the political world. And that disturbance is obviously the establishment, but the harder one for people to gain wisdom on is a not so obvious establishment. And the, and the establishment creates the not so obvious establishment to distract people. Gandhi was not a nice guy. He was an elitist and a racist. He screwed over the Indian people. Now, when I say that, it takes people, what, what, what's he talking about? Martin Luther King worked with the Kennedys to derail the civil rights movement. What was a bottoms up movement was taken over by Robert Kennedy and they manipulated it to all talk about politically correct issues and affirmative action. They never got down to infrastructure in the inner cities. And all of these movements get derailed because people do not have an understanding of the not so obvious establishment. And it is a force, it's like gravity. And you cannot ignore gravity or you, you jump out of a building, you're going to kill yourself. And that recurrent process is what's been going on. And, yeah. and in American politics, the establishment figured out after 1940, wow, the American working class, when they came together in the late 1800s and organized, they were a force to be reckoned with. So ever since that day, since the, around the 1930s and 40s, when the American working class actually organized bottoms up, they scared the hell out of the establishment. So the establishment, re so during 48 to 1971, the, the American pie grew for everyone. It was from those working class struggles. The reason we had, we, we, we lost, um, infectious diseases went down was not because of vaccines. It was because of the fact that we had sanitation, we had plumbing, we had the eight hour workday, which came from the rise of the American working class. So since that period, They've been trying to destroy the notion of working class movement. So they create people like Bernie, they create people like Trump to attract people like Hollywood away from people building stuff bottoms up, bottoms up. So when you look at Trump and you look at where he came in in, in 2016, all over the world, if you look at it, in, I think there were 22 major protests going across all over the world against corruption in Venezuela, in Chile, in China, everywhere. 
because the global economy has been since 2008, a lid has been on there to, and, and, and it's bubbling, which is that the interest rates should be higher because working people have actually been working. The elites have been running businesses, which are bogus businesses. I mean, I'm sorry, taking money from here and putting into a slumlord and then be, that's not a real business. A real business is you make something, okay? You create something. Um, you're familiar with like NGOs and how they run their yeah, money all, all that. But I'm saying, if you really look at the way real estate development takes place, sure. it's really about you, you know, Jared Kushner, who went to Harvard, his father gave him $2.5 million to get into Harvard, right? He ran slums here in Somerville, Massachusetts. That's how he made his money. And when you realize that real estate is all about not really doing anything genius, you just need access to capital. You know, it's like you buy one home, you put some renters in, then you can leverage that, you get some loans to buy your next home and your next home, right? So it's not really, it's not really innovation there. All right, you're just moving money around. And if you happen to be have the right birth lottery, you can do that reasonably well, okay? It's not like you're building something, you're running a plumbing business or you're fixing stuff or you're, you're an electrician, right? You're not really adding value, you're just moving money around because you happen to have the birth lottery ticket. This is something people need. This is why starting in 1971, the American pie split and the elites have been, the, the you know, the American pie is a small American pie for the 95% of this bigger one for the 5%. And this is not a left or right issue, it just is. So since 2008, when, when Obama, and by the way, a lot of Trumpers voted for Obama, if you ask them, because he was seen as a great hope who's gonna help working people, right? And so a lot of people voted for him and what did he do? He consolidated big insurance, big pharma, big, in, in, you know, big hospitals into Obamacare. He saved the big banks, which means the goal was since that time, they did quantitative easing to keep interest rates low. And, and they couldn't do it anymore because there was a bubbling taking place. So they needed a great reset. What's a great reset? To basically shut down demand for capital. That's why they needed to shut down everything. And in my view, in order to do that, if they had done it under Hillary Clinton, there would have been an explosion in this country. So they needed the great white hope, Trump, to keep people in abeyance. And if you look at what happened over the last four years, it was like we were watching a reality show. Oh, something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. Trump is playing. Even after January 6th, you had a lot of foolish people saying, something's gonna happen on the 20th. Something will happen on March 4th. You see, it's this continual soap opera. It's what you learn in Hollywood writing. You make a lot of great points. And, and this is why people need to wake up. Whether you like Trump or not, whether you think he did, you have to look at materially what got done. Right. One fifth of the American businesses went out of business. Meanwhile, Amazon, Costco, how come they were allowed to stay open, Robert? Why? Well, it's, it's very apparent. There are people pulling. No, no, but, but, but who did that? It, you know, Trump could have passed an executive order. Right. Why was. I mean, I went to D.C. for an event, protest. The only place you could eat anything were garbage Dunkin' Donuts, Amazon trunks running around. All the restaurants were shut down. Why is Dunkin' Donuts open? Why was Costco open? Why did, let's go look at the, the money flow there. Why the was Jeff Bezos' Amazon open? I mean, explain that to me. It's part of the corporate elite, the people that are really right, running. But whose watch was that done under? That's what I'm saying is you make a, a lot of great points. But the only yeah, question, so, so we can't excuse Trump, I'm saying. He's a big boy. But he, ran, he ran a lot of 
he ran his hotels. I'm right. sorry. One Every question. Though, yeah. Because I know you're open minded, just like I am. Is it possible that Trump just got screwed over and he just didn't have the power we thought that he had? Well, let's look at it this way. OK. Look, I, I had a friend of mine. Uh, I did a video with him, Frank Licata. He's Here's an electrician. Must have put up 10,000 signs for Trump here in New Hampshire, Massachusetts. It was in 2016. In 2020, they threw him off. None of people like him were even allowed in the election to help out on the ground force. Okay. Why? And, and look at all the people Trump brought in. Who did he bring in? Who did he bring in, Robert? He's the president of the United States. He brought in Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump. Why were they even in the freaking White House? This is nepotism. They're not, they're not qualified to even be in there. And what did those two do? Well, they're buying a home right now next to Tom Brady. Okay? They increased their wealth by around $600 million. Jared Kushner is now, last I read, he's getting a big loan, $100 million to $500 million from Israel. So that's what he did for himself. He got his father out. He didn't want Trump going on gab. Now, you could say he did it, right? But Trump is a big boy, okay? So either Trump, that, that means you must come down to the fact you must put Trump and Biden on the same thing. Biden is just demented and Trump is just a puppet to Jared Kushner, okay? So regardless, let's be objective here. Where were all the Trumpers around Trump? Where were they? Mark Meadows, I'm sorry, he's not a Trumper, okay? So you have to come to the, the way I resolved everything for three years, I was, okay, like you, okay, well, Trump, poor Trump, poor Trump, poor Trump. But once you put Trump into the picture, that everything starts from the fish's head down, then everything resolves itself. And the day it resolved for me was, I think on January 2nd, when I found out the entire Stop the Steal was run by a guy, you can look him up, who had registered it in September. But in his defense there, I mean, he'd been talking about the mail-in ballots since the beginning of the mail-in ballots are not the issue. Mail-in ballots have been around for a long time. But when you have, you know, 80 million mail-in ballots being flooded to all the different states. But, but that's not the issue, though. The issue is how are they counted? Sure, exactly. Tabulation machines, adjudication, using those. That's where it's all about. The sure. issue is that go look at all of his, the Republicans in Michigan. They had already won the state legislatures. They don't care about the national election. Right. So what I'm trying to say is when we showed Arizona, it was when Trump retweeted impossible result. The issue, Giuliani did not want to go after that issue. And, you know, when I spoke to Patrick Byrne, Patrick Byrne said, you know, Rudy was making $100,000 a week. Well, we were doing all of that for nothing. I cannot tell you how many mathematicians and people we had. We got paid zero, zippo. And we're the ones who did the real analysis. I so agree. we have to stop. Look, it's like this. If you're in a relation with someone and they keep beating the hell out of you, right? You, you know, with alcoholics, well, you know, Bob, you know, when he was young, this happened to him. You know, we got to forgive Bob. Oh, he beat you again. Well, you know, Bob, you know, can't. It's at, at a certain point, you have to say, no, you're the commander in chief. Right. You, you, you claimed you were anti-establishment. Then why did you bring in establishment people all around? Well, Trump had to do that. Da, 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 da. That's where we give away our power and we make excuses. That's what happened. Tillerson, John Bolton. Come on. Just think about all these people. And I even know other people who came in. All opportunists. 
This was a money-making venture, and it was done to keep people connected to the establishment, waiting and waiting and waiting, like a poor person in a relation. One day he's going to change. One day something's going to happen. And that's what happened objectively. It's going to, re it's really hard for people to swallow this though, because people gave money, you know, all the words were correct. At the end of the day, Trump said, I will not concede. Right when I think I, I drove down at seven on January 7th, we had a bus going down January 6th and I realized the characters that were involved, I realized it was a big scam. And I called off the bus. I could see it, Robert. And it was the right thing we did. Because I had people in the crowd in Freedom Plaza when Trump was talking. A lot of people won't tell you this. 30% of the crowd was leaving because they realized Trump was full of shit when he was even talking. So we have to wake up to the fact that, again, it's not about Trump. For, call it gump. Call it whatever you want. Once you understand the physics here, the establishment always has a not so obvious establishment wing to keep people connected to the left or the right. And once you understand this physics, you won't, you will let go of your emotions or your attachment. I give money to Trump. You know, he said this, he did that, he did. Well, the entire freaking economy was shut down. There was no reason for that. Well, Hillary Clinton smashed a hard drive. She put a voting machine, I mean, a server in her, in her house. I gave an interview to the New York Times in 2015. I said she should be in jail. I said this was for deniability. They printed that. This was before Trump even talked about this. My point is that you had multiple opportunities. You didn't bring in Trumpers. You were running an anti-establishment campaign, then bring in, get ready to go full revolution. And I can tell you people who were in that administration, they said Trump was a P-U-S-S-Y, okay? Big talk outside, inner talk was always trying to please everyone, okay? That's not a leader, man. It's talk one thing, do another thing. So that's why I, I connected it all when I saw the Stop the Steal thing being run by a guy. And if you look him up, this is a guy who worked with John McCain against Ron Paul, okay? People should go do their research. But it's time we break, move beyond Trump, learn. And I think this is all a good thing, frankly. Everything happens. Now people can let go. They can let go. Okay, we gave Trump a chance. And many Trumpers voted for Obama, if you go talk to them. We gave Obama a chance. We got a black guy a chance over here. We talked a lot of stuff to help working people. Now we gave the white guy a chance over here, a billionaire. Okay, what do we do? Well, you got to build a bottoms-up movement. And if you don't want to do that now and you're just waiting for the Trump party or Trump social media or the Patriot party, et cetera, you're basically, you know, a fool. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. You know, science stands on its own. Gravity is gravity. It doesn't matter what you think. The, you know, the earth goes around the sun. It doesn't matter how much the Vatican tries to tell the sun goes around the earth. The facts speak for themselves. Hillary, nothing happened to Hillary. Nothing. Yeah. Again, tons of great points. Yeah, uh, people end up arguing with emotion versus fact, and you bring up yeah. The issue is how do we move forward? The way we move forward is number one: the, the science and the system science tells us nature is completely decentralized. This is why the founders of the country wanted everything decentralized. Your body is not one big cellular system, one cell. Uh, you know, Mussolini's um, uh, right hand man who created the precepts of fascism. 
He's, he, his view was there was one big central controller which told all your cells what to do. That's fascism, centralization. The reality is we have 6 trillion cells, another 60 trillion bacteria, 380 trillion viruses. We're a decentralized ecosystem that is supposed to be built bottoms up. So why do we even believe in these two political parties? It's like totally anti-nature. So we have to go back to that fundamental scientific principle. And that's hard because that means people have to get off their butts and go do something like on election, on the clean elections thing. If you go to our website, if you go, when people become a truth, freedom and health warrior, we clearly tell them, number one, this is what you can do. Go to your local town clerk. And we've even written out the email, write them a little message, ask them for the participating voters list and the and the ballots cast. And, and those two numbers better match. If they don't, that's a dirty town. Right. So, and so just, just to you know, kind of talk about that because our votes don't count. Again, selections, not elections. Again, we're being shown that they're just doing whatever they want to us, and there's nothing. Right. And but there's a way out of this, Robert. What we're going to do is we're going to show people what they can do at the local level. So yes. at the local level, if people go to, I think we called it numeral one person numeral one vote dot info, we're, we're launching a campaign where we're going to teach people why we've been successful in Massachusetts, why my lawsuits. And I'm not a lawyer. Two important lawsuits have not been dismissed. Why we've gotten five victories. Why Sidney Powell and Lynn and all these lawyers Trump got, or whether he didn't get them, they all lost because they weren't going after the real issue. And the real issue is the computer algorithms that are embedded in those. And that's why the federal judge here in Massachusetts has not thrown our lawsuit out. That's why he gave me three victories so far on the First Amendment side of this because people are blaming China. I told Mike Lindell, China's not the issue. It takes two to tango. You can talk about China, but John Boehner was a lobbyist here, a Republican who's a Chinese for China. Republicans and Democrats work against the working people in this country. People should get that clear. Trump did not protect the working people in this country when he could have. He could say, well, my hands are tied, da, 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 da. Well, maybe that's your way of being part of the not so obvious establishment saying like you're some victim. You're the president of the freaking United States. You have that bully pulpit. You can call a press conference anytime. So if you're gonna go to war against a swamp, well, you can't pussyfoot around with that. You, it's a one or a zero. Once you go to war, you're going to war, period. You can't say, well, I'm going to war against the swamp, but da, 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 da. I'm gonna have Jared Kushner tell us what to do. You know, it doesn't work that way. No, I hear you. And with your lawsuits that you've been victorious so far with at least keeping them alive and going forward, um, how is it that, you know, people, how can they get involved? I mean, obviously, we know that it has to come from the ground up. We know that we need to peacefully protest and do it at all levels of, you know, city, county, state, in our individual states. But even once you get, like, say, for instance, you have these, these lawsuits that have been victorious so far, how do we ensure that our vote's going to count? What is it we as individuals can do to make sure that these these wrongs are righted or at least going forward they are? Because I argue that 2022 doesn't matter. 2024 doesn't well, here, matter. Here, here, here's the way we do it, okay? And that's why, number one, you know, Robert, I think you and I spoke before this. Number one, people need to get educated. Yes, they, need to edu they need to understand the physics of change. Like they need to become nuclear physicists. And I can teach them that in three hours now. But if you're not willing to get educated, I can't help you, okay? Because unless you understand, it's like you say, I want to build a bridge. You know, I got a bad rickety bridge. I got to build it. Okay, are you ready to understand some, some of Newton's principles? No, I'm just going to keep building a bridge and it's going to fall down. I want to build an airplane. Well, are you willing to understand Bernoulli's principle? No, I don't want to. Okay, you're going to just fly off a cliff and die. 
Now you say you want to build a movement. Well, Dr. Shiva Iyadur, an MIT trained systems engineer, engineering systems guy, is going to figure out those principles after 40 years. And if you don't want to learn that, then you're not going to get anywhere. So number one, do you want to learn the physics? Number two, do you want to take action locally? So that's why, you know, when I when, when I started, when I ran our campaign, Robert, uh, we ran it on Truth, Freedom and Health. We got so many people saying, Shiva, we want to help you, we want to support you, we want to contribute. But I never felt good taking anyone's money, Robert. I think I can give something back. So even in our campaign, we never took a contribution without giving something back. So we've done the same thing on the VA Shiva website. So if you want to contribute, we have our own data center in Cambridge, number one, our own infrastructure. We're not stupid or naive like the parlor guys who went to Amazon. Unbelievable. We have our own data center, the same data center I ran for the largest Fortune 1000 companies in the world. In that data center, that's our educational institute. Like this evening at seven, um, I got to get going, by the way. This evening at seven, I got, we'll do a lecture for two, three hours, okay? People come in and they learn. People can keep coming back. Then on that infrastructure, people can get the equivalent of Facebook and a form, but it's underground. We're never going to get thrown off. And then we give people activities to do. Here's a way that you can educate people on masks. We have the science of masks. We have a little card, a little business card people can print out. They can hand to people on, on going beyond vax and anti-vax. On the election issue, and for each one of these, we've built sites where people can go and learn a little bit or as much as they want to learn. So now you've given people an infrastructure, and we call that the Truth, Freedom, and Health Warrior Training Program. We have Navy SEALs are going through. We have housewives. We have physicists who are going through, doctors, MDs, electricians, people of all walks of life who get it are realizing, you know what? I've been screwed for 20 years now. I'm not following Trump or Bernie anymore. I'm not following Republican, Democrat. I'm going to go bottoms up. But I get what Dr. Shiva is saying. There is a physics. That's a place to start, um, Robert. Number one, they got to learn the dynamics because it's very easy to manipulate people because the establishment is very, very clever saying, well, Bernie said a lot of good things. Why, why are you so antagonistic against Bernie? He's a nice guy. You know, look at he spent his whole life and he wants to give Medicare for all and free student loans. Well, Trump did a lot of nice things, you know, da, 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 right? So they got that down, man. And that's why it's easy to get suckered in. You almost have to say no. And you have to say, I'm going to go bottoms up, but I'm going to understand the physics. That's the only way, Robert. There's no other way. The only other, you know, look, it's like the razor's edge by Somerset Mom, the book, you know? There's only a very fine line. You talk about the path to heaven is a very fine line, okay? The path to truth, freedom, and health does not have a lot of options. It's not like there's infinite paths to get there. When you optimize it, there's pretty much what I've laid out. And if, you know, yes, I invented email. Yes, I invented Cytosolve. But the platform invention of the truth, freedom, and health platform will probably be my larger, probably more profound legacy with all humility because it's integrating everything I've learned from the integration of Eastern and Western medicine, it's integrating engineering physics, it's integrating activism into a model that whoever wants to take advantage of can take advantage of it. And our goal is to have around 50,000 of what I call these Jedi Knights on the ground. People get it, like Navy SEALs of making revolutionary change. And those people are gonna be leaders in their local communities. So they will know the, 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 the weaponry we've created, which is how you go go to the local town clerk, go to the local city clerk, get two pieces of data, and they themselves on the ground can expose whether their town does is a dirty town, is a clean town, 
or is a questionable town? And we're going to start rating every town with that data. So that's the infrastructure that we put together, Robert. And we expect those people who want real change or are listening to this to recognize that there is a path of what is to be done. So you don't have to be flailing anymore. And it's not just about good deeds or good words. There is a process. And only a process can take you from A to B. Without that process, and, it, and it's, it's not a, unfortunately, it doesn't have that many options because of what the establishment has done up in today. It, we have a minimal set of options, but it begins with education, then community building, and then activation. No, I get it. I, I totally get it. We definitely need to be educated and, and work from the ground up, but we already know that all these states are dirty. We already know it. You know it. Well, some towns may be good. We don't know. What I'm saying is, so what you said is not going to be sufficient to build a movement. Because if you look at the broad array of the 340 million Americans, 30% are never going to believe you on whatever you tell them on any issue. 20% are going to be the echo chamber. The 50% of the people we need to move forward, and that can only occur through education, which means we have to show them materially. Your town, I asked for the participating voter list, and there were 100 people who said they voted, and the number of votes was 200. How can you have more votes than voters? We have to do this in every town across America. So we've created the infrastructure where people get us the data, we'll analyze it, and we'll publish it. And this is a way for people to protect. Otherwise, oh, Robert's just saying there's no election fraud. We have to do it one by one. We have to do the physics. Look, there was a guy called Galileo. He had all the data that the Earth goes around the sun. No one wanted to believe him because everyone had the narrative, no, the sun goes around the Earth. He had to materially show it. So we have to practice science. It can't be just saying, yeah, all the elections are selections, right? To the echo chamber of, we get it, but the other 50% of people we need to convince. For that, we need trained people who, through deeds and act. Look, the MIT logo is an interesting logo. It's got a guy reading a book, The Scholar, on the one hand, and it's got a guy with a blacksmith. So we need to do both. And that's what our platform allows. First, you learn the physics of revolutionary change. That's The Scholar. And then, you learn what you have to do on the ground, right? You have to do both. And there's been nothing like this because people have been all outsourcing their future to political parties, raising money, hanging out at Mar-a-Lago, hanging out in Vermont with Bernie, hang, you know what I mean? All this bullshit. No, I, I can't argue with you. Um, so, when, when you talk about your own, your own Senate race, for instance, that was robbed from you, you've got these existing lawsuits. What are you specifically going to do if you're victorious? Are you going to try to get your seat that you're rightfully owed? Yeah, or so two things we're doing is, look, we're already, the bottom line is we've already gotten victories, okay? So victory is something you have to, and that's why Tucker Carlson, I mean, Tucker knows me. Tucker won't cover any of this. Why? Because he's a master grifter. He's an entertainer, and no one should follow this guy. He'll smirk and act as though he's concerned about something when it's convenient for him, when he needs to get Trumpers over watching a show. But here's the reality. In our lawsuit, the first lawsuit in September 1 is when I realized election fraud took place. By September 25th, I was tweeting out election fraud took place. Twitter never took me down. But the day on September 25th, when I shared four emails, the Secretary of State admitting that they destroyed ballot images, which are the ballots, that's when the government of Massachusetts, and that's when they took me down. And how did they take me down? The government contacted Twitter not Twitter. I've been on Twitter for nine years. I've never had that kind of suspension. The government contacted Twitter. So we showed that in court. We have a $1.2 billion First Amendment lawsuit. 
We exposed that in court. And the judge, first of all, gave us a TRO hearing, which is the first victory. Second victory, they actually gave us a terms of the TRO, which means told the government they can no longer contact Twitter. It's a judge's order. And third, they've just asked us to bring in Twitter. Three victories, not one coverage by the mainstream media because we're going after the real issue. They'll cover Trump because he's going after the bogus issue. And look at, I had a very good friend who was in the executive office, told Trump, we have the video of the of ballots being burned, the video. You need to do this and go after the trucking company. Oh, if I do that, they may depose me. You didn't fight, man. Fake fighter. Second lawsuit we filed is asking for decertification for the US Senate election. And we filed a unrebutted mathematical analysis still to this day, showing how my votes were multiplied by two thirds and my opponents by 1.2. They attempted to dismiss that lawsuit. So point six six six. Their dismissal. what's that? So point six, six, six. Yep. Two thirds. That means my voters were made two thirds of a human being and my opponents were made 20%, 120% of a human being. So anyway, the important thing is remember, all of Trump's lawsuits were thrown out. They never even got this far. Why is it my lawsuits are still there by a federal judge who was appointed by Reagan, who took on Whitey Bulger, this judge, okay? Sure. One of the biggest criminals. So what I can tell you is that they're not going after the real issue. Either they're really dumb or they're part of the problem. Because but people made, are. huh? But, but you are going after the real problem. We are, We're going, and that's what a systems approach teaches you. When it comes to vaccines, it's not pro or anti-vax. Sure. The real issue is that the human body is unique to each person and you can't go for a generalized one size fits all vaccines for everyone or masks for everyone, right? The real issue is the right medicine for the right person at the right time. That's what ancient medicine teaches. That's what modern medicine teaches us. So without a systems approach, and it's not just a, a word anymore, uh, it is a science. It's like an electrician who never got any education just coming to home to fix your electricity in your home. He's going to burn down the whole house. And right. so we have a lot of well-meaning Trumpers who just we're going to burn themselves by following Trump anymore. Stop it. It's like you are a abused victim. And same with people on the left. Stop following AOC and Bernie. So the, the, the people on the left who think Bernie's helping them or the people on the right who think Trump's helping them, they need to understand they're the wings of the establishment, like the feathers flapping you back in. And they'll even say stuff against the RNC. One side will say stuff against the DNC. But at the end of the day, they want to corral people right back into the establishment. That's it, Robert. If people can get that, and you know, I encourage people um, to take advantage of the platform we built. It's for you. That's what it's for. I mean, I could talk to you all day. I know you got to get out of here. I have. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I got a class to teach at seven. I, I got to take a little bit of a break before then. But yeah. the bottom line is everyone should go to vashiva.com slash warrior and become a truth, freedom and health warrior. And um, and you don't have to if you don't want to do that. And by the way, when people support that, I give you all the educational material. We have people who are contributing. And I said, look, I'm going to make you warriors because of the contributions I made. Other people you want to just contribute where they just want to get a book and some basic training and other people just want to join the platform. That's fine. There's no cost, but we want to build this community of people who are waking up and they want to actually do something, not support any of these parties anymore and not look to billionaires. They need to look to themselves.
the kingdom of heaven is within you, as some person said one day, right? At one important time in history. And if you really believe that, stop following people or things that are not going to lead you there. And the only way forward is you must learn the science of systems. It's the only savior for humanity because it'll get you out of the left-right dialectic, the pro, the black versus white, the right versus the left. And that's exactly where they want you to be. They want you to be in that dialectic. They want you to ask, don't take this the wrong way, Robert. Well, Trump did this, Trump did that. What happened to Trump? You know, Trump could have done that. They got you. They got you right on the Velcro. You're now asking all the wrong questions. The issue is not what Trump did or did not do. The issue is why did why did we outsource our future to one individual? No, I, I agree with that. Oh. I believe that you know the power comes from us. We're the only yep. strong you know force to actually stop this, God willing. Um, just last question though: Are you done in politics? I mean, you're going to show this voter fraud. No, I've, I've always been involved in I've been involved in politics since I was a four year or or, or your kid. You know, the running for office was a it was a vehicle to get across these points and we may run again but not to win on their ground every truth freedom and health warrior signs up is like one like nuclear weapon we put up there robert that's what we're doing so you're, so, not, gonna, you're not gonna fight to get your seat that you rightfully want we are we are fighting that's where that's where that's why we have the only lawsuit up there robert right but we have no illusions about the establishment but we're the ones who are actually fighting. Right. We, I've not conceded my race. We actually have our lawsuits operational. So it's not, that's what I'm saying. It's not black and white. Right. It's about going after the real crime scene. The real crime scene when it comes to masks is that masks actually cause decay of your oral health. It's not about a libertarian issue. It's not sure. left or right. Every issue, when you take a systems approach, you will come to the real problem. And if you don't take a systems approach, you will always be lost into falling over here or over here, never looking at the real issue. It's It'll always be a distraction. Makes sense. Makes sense. I know you got to go. I could talk to you all day. I got you know a ton of questions up here for you. But... All right. Well, get this out there. You know, all, all you guys who are listening to Robert, um, you know, if you really want change, you got to get off your butt and get educated or you're going to be enslaved for a long, long, long time. Nothing changes. It's, you know, change comes when we want to change. No change is spontaneous. Uh, waiting for Q to come, waiting for someone to play seventh dimensional chess. Nothing's going to happen. We have to do it. You have to do it. I'm just a catalyst, Robert. I've, I've been fortunate to get all that education. I've been fortunate to create systems. All of that converge into this platform. And the platform is not like a Twitter equipment. It is education. It's community building and it's activation. It's those three things. Without that, we got nothing. Be the change you want to see in the world, right? Yeah, or live the change. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. Hey, thanks a bunch. Appreciate thanks you. Bye-bye. All right, so friends, family, what did you think? You know, I admire this guy a lot. Appreciate his contributions to the world. Obviously, there is some hard truths that we heard about several different things. It's difficult to take emotions out of it for sure and to kind of keep an open mind. But, um, you know, it's great to get different perspectives, even if I don't agree with it all. All right. It's always great to get several you know, different perspectives on any given issue, unlike what we see in the media and their platforms. Right. And uh, let me say again, for the thousandth time, as the fam knows, um, I realize that uh, Trump told us that the only force strong enough to stop this corruption is us.
All right. And um, then I agree with uh, Dr. Shiva and his systems approach and teachings sounds very similar to Operation Sunlight, which I've been advocating for you know a, a great while, which uh, we're gonna actually going to release more videos uh, this Friday on. OK, um, his system sounds incredible. Um, as well as actually taking a systems approach to solving real issues, focusing on truth, freedom, and health, and his bottom-up movement. Sounds, it is truly incredible. You know, there was uh, so much that I wanted to ask him and get clarity on, uh, a ton of his different comments that I, we didn't get, uh, you know, completely. So hopefully, we'll have him on again to answer those questions and get uh, further clarity because that, that would be that'd be remarkable. And for the fam who is interested in his courses, again, it's at vashiva.com uh, forward slash warrior. Uh, much of his stuff there is free, okay? But he does have courses there as well. So if you want a, a scholarship there on his systems approach to, to basically everything, because it sounds like you can use it on anything, uh, it sounds incredible, all right? Uh, just enter the promo code Beatles. All right. So B E A D L E S there in the promo code, you get like 10% off. So the most expensive course is like hundred bucks. You get 10 bucks off. I get zero of that. Okay. I get nothing from it. It's always free. I'm not getting a cut of any of that money. As to Trump, again, you know, I, I still believe that he told us the problems and how we solve the problems. All right. And it's us. It's we, the people, God in us. Uh, now we're putting our faith in one person. We definitely have to educate ourselves. All right. So we definitely have to educate ourselves. And then we have to do this ourselves and hold these officials accountable at a local a city, a county, a state, you know, level if we want a republic back. So, you know, I would love your thoughts. All right. Do you agree with Dr. Shiva? Do you disagree? If so, you know, hit me up on Gab. Uh, you know, it's just Robert Beatles over there. Just Robert B-E-A-D-L-E-S on Gab. And let me know what you think. You know, it'd be great to have him on again, you know, as we're all really benefiting from his contributions. And I recommend that you follow him. He's, he's over on Gab as well. So make sure you follow him on Gab. I hope that, uh, you know, the fam, I hope that the fam learned uh, something new and got some value from this, uh, you know, from our chat. And I uh, just know that, uh, you know, I appreciate you all. So until Friday, love you. God bless you. Catch you on the next one. Hey, peeps, just a friendly reminder, Crypto Beetle shows are never financial advice, recommendations, or trading strategies. The views expressed here are solely that of Robert Beatles and his guests. Robert Beatles is the co-founder of the Monarch Wallet, host of Trading New Sessions, Crypto Beatles on YouTube, and on several entities. Robert's opinions here do not reflect that of those entities. Some information shared here may not actually be factual. These shows are for information and entertainment purposes only. Never invest a single Satoshi or penny in anything without first seeking the counsel and advice of a professional financial advisor. Robert Beatles is not a financial expert or advisor. Investing in anything is super dangerous. You can lose all of your money, so always trade at your own risk. Please help us grow the family. Give us a comment and review on the Apple or Google Play Store. It's super quick and easy. Just scroll down, click the little stars, comment, and just help us grow the family. God bless you. Love you. And I'll catch you on the next one.